Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this episode about the book, Anything You Want by Derek Sivers. Keep listening to find out the multiple ways you can ditch conventional wisdom when starting a business. Welcome back. I'm your host, Steph Clark, and every week I tell you all about the books I've been reading, the best nonfiction books around, and share with you the three big ideas from them in these short form episodes and do the reading so you don't have to. This week is all about the book Anything You Want by Derek Sivers. It's part manifesto, part list of principles, and part advice and, and experience that he has from building CD Baby on how to build a business and how to reject some of the nonsense out there, most importantly. A little bit about the book before we get into the big ideas. In this book, Derek tells you everything he learned from starting, growing, and selling CD Baby, compressed into an entertaining and useful one-hour read. And no joke, you could definitely get through this book in about an hour. No secrets held back. Derek shares the biggest mistakes, keys to its success, and the philosophies behind the big decisions. Called 40 Lessons for the New Kind of Entrepreneur, it's 10 years of experience in one hour designed to be immediately usable for your own business or project. Now, if you've heard Derek Sivers on podcasts or things that he's, or interviews that he's done before, you'll know that when it comes to books, he is a huge reader and he actually has a really good list of books and reviews on his website, which I'll link to in the show notes. But one of the things that he talks about is how he finds it a bit sad that often people don't finish books and sometimes there's really good stuff at the end, but there's so much, well, there's often so much fluff and gump in the middle that people stop reading and they miss sometimes the good bits that are at the end of the book. So the way he has written his book is that it is all killer, no filler. Most of the chapters, if you want to call them that, are only a page or two, maybe three three pages long. So you can blitz through it, take the key lessons and ideas, and then move forward and apply them because that is the most important point. And Derek talks about that quite a lot too. If you haven't heard about Derek, he is a musician or has been a musician, a producer, a circus performer, an entrepreneur, a TED speaker, and a book publisher. He's monomaniatic, he's an introvert, a slow thinker, and he loves finding a different point of view. He's a Californian native and he now lives in New Zealand, having lived actually in many countries around the world. I hugely recommend going and finding out more about Derek. His website is sivers.org. There is a link to that in the show notes as well to make it easy for you. And check out his TED Talk. I use this one all the time in workshops that I run, in various other leadership programs and things and have done for a number of years. It's known by a couple of different names. You might have heard of it or seen it as Leadership Lessons from the Dancing Guy or How to Start a Movement. So go and check that out. I'll put a link to that TED Talk, the YouTube video of it in the show notes too, so you can find it super quickly. All right, and with all of that said, let's get into the three big ideas from the book, Anything You Want by Derek Sivers. Big idea number one is start small. This is one of the biggest lessons that flows throughout the book. And Derek talks about how there is no funding required, no MBA required, no fancy office required just to start your business. The most important thing is that you start because he says that most people wait for the finish line to appear whilst they're at the starting line and never take any action. By starting small, it also means you can 100% focus on solving a problem for a customer, which is ultimately the most important thing we should all be doing in our businesses. It also gives a stronger foundation to build from. And if you know you can start small and if you know you can operate at that small level, you'll have a lot that you can then leverage and build on later on. And so before you build an empire, teach someone something, cook something for someone, make something for someone, 
put something out online, whatever it is, but start with one person, one customer who has the problem that you solve. There's also strength in having many little customers. He talks about how his business CD Baby, which took uh, albums from musicians, usually independent musicians, and distributed them. This is at a time before Amazon and before iTunes or Apple Music now that made that kind of Spotify, obviously, that made that kind of independent music distribution easy. This was this was all CD based. So his customer base was generally Joe Public. It was one or two people who were buying a CD. He talks about how there is strength in that and that model of having many little customers and these companies that dream of, oh, if only Apple was my client or if only the the state government or the federal government was my client, I'll never have to worry about getting another client again. But he says that having many little customers or clients means the acquisition is easier and losing a client isn't a catastrophe. And you don't have to make as many compromises, which often those bigger clients or big companies will, will force you to do sometimes, which then is often at the detriment of your other clients or other customers. Starting small means you're also able to maintain creative control to send quirky order confirmation emails, which CD Baby were really famous for and went viral for. You can stay casual. You can embrace that hell yeah or no mentality. And for CD Baby, that meant that they could pass on messages to artists from the customers. Now, this again was before Twitter and before it was actually quite easy to to contact in in some ways your favorite artist. But this meant that these independent artists could get access to customers or to their fans, which they otherwise wouldn't have. One of the quotes I loved in the book around this was, when you start a business, you get to start a universe where you set all the laws. This is your utopia. But you can only do that if you start small, if you're only answering to your clients, your customers and to yourself. So that's big idea number one, start small. Big idea number two links to that, which is it's all for your customers. This is where you start to push against conventional wisdom. So thinking about the the idea of growth, and he talks about this quite a lot in the book, that would your customers really want you to grow? Now, of course, they want you to get to the point where the business is sustainable, where the systems work and everything's kind of slick, but they possibly don't want you to grow too much because that can mean that they become much less important. Maybe as you get bigger, the service would actually decline rather rather than improve because it might get slower. It might also mean that prices go up too. So this was quite interesting when he was talking about the decisions that he made always came back to what would the customers want. With CD Baby, he didn't take the significant amounts of money he was offered by other companies or venture capitalists or investors to invest in the business. And they would always say, but don't you want to grow? And he said, well, no, not not beyond what we can sustain internally. They also charged flat rates for things, which was quite unusual given what they were doing. There was no pay to promote. So if you were a band with a bit more money, you couldn't pay CD Baby extra to get your album on the front cover on the front page because he thought that was unfair. He offered no fuss returns and and some people would ask for returns for or refunds for reasons that maybe weren't particularly reasonable. But that was, he was just like, no, fine, give them their money back. And possibly what feels quite alien now is he wouldn't let any ads on the website because he intimately knew his customer. He knew the problems and he knew how to keep those central. And let's face it, when we go to a website, do we ever say, oh, brilliant, this website has got loads of ads and I can't click on anything without having to actually try and click off an ad that keeps moving. Where's the X button? No, nobody wants that. So he took that and he thought, right, well, let's just not do that because nobody enjoys that as a customer. 
he used this as the decision, really the litmus test for all decisions is, will this benefit the customers? So when he was fitting out their early office that they had to have, and his friends were spending $10,000 on new desks and things, and he spent $1,000 and it was perfectly adequate, he was really asking, who is that fit, fit out for? Does it benefit your customers if you have the fanciest furniture? This also means rejecting some of the formalities that other people try and scare you into doing, especially if they add no value. And remember, it's the little things that make a difference to your customers. So it is answering the phone in two rings. It is, as CD Baby did, coding in to their website the time left until 5 p.m., which is when they did their FedEx shipments out of the of the daily orders. So people could see, oh, good, I've got two hours left. Or, oh, no, I've only got 10 minutes left to make my order to get it out this day. And little silly things like they would have on their order page any other requests and a customer once put, well, I quite like cinnamon gum. So someone went to the shop and in with that person's order was a stick of cinnamon chewing gum. There was a quote in the book that summed this up that said, even if you want to be big someday, remember that you never need to act like a big, boring company. Over 10 years, it seemed like every time someone raved about how much he loved CD Baby, it was because of one of these fun little human touches. And it's all of these things that you can use to grade yourself. It may not be that you need to be looking at how much money you're making and all of these things to actually sense whether you're doing a good job or whether you're doing enough. These little things of putting your customer first, hearing the feedback, seeing what people's experience is, that can be how you grade yourself accordingly to your success. So that's big idea number two. It's all for your customers. Big idea number three, you don't need a plan. Again, another bit of a conventional wisdom kick here. He argues that it's perfectly okay to roll with it, to keep helping people and customers today because things change. Derek once wrote to one of his team early in the days of CD Baby when things were growing and and they were doing well. He said, you know, what if we have a thousand artists signed up with us one day? And we might need three employees or four employees. Now, over time, that that became quite laughable because they grew so much beyond that. And they ended up with about 85 employees at the point that Derek sold the company. So this is the point that actually things change and the things that you think are your plan or your vision may become irrelevant over time. You may exceed that. And therefore, what is your then? What is what is your plan then? And there's also so many options, all good and all different, and we should be open to them. There is not one way or one path. So not having a plan allows you to change and respond when you hear feedback from your customers, because don't forget, as in big idea number two, they are the most important people. And he says that it's most important to focus on today. Who needs you today? Rather than getting sucked into what's next or what's five years or 10 years down the line. Now, as someone who lives and dies a bit by planning and by having a list of to do and things like that, this one, I did think, oh no, I don't know if I'm okay with this as a, <laughs> as an idea. But what it did show me was the, the downside of having a plan and really the limitations of it. So I do, I did appreciate reading this in this different perspective and, and seeing that he did pretty well out of it anyway, without much of a plan. So this is big idea number three, you don't need a plan. Okay, just to summarize the big three ideas from the book, Anything You Want by Derek Sivers. Number one, start small. Number two, it's all for your customers. And number three, you don't need a plan. 
I highly recommend reading this book. It, like I said, it will only take about an hour to read. It's a good little manifesto to come back to every so often and give yourself a little pep talk with as well. So really it's a fun and enjoyable read. You'll probably have a couple of little chuckles along the way. And you will potentially have your mind changed or certainly challenged on some of the things that you think you must have to start a business or you think must be in your skill set or in your, your world to, to be able to actually do something successfully. There's also quite a bit in the book in, in some of the later chapters around delegation and some of the decisions that Derek made around around running his business as it got bigger, which are really interesting too. So if you're struggling with that or you're thinking you're in that kind of growth stage of needing to do that, I recommend going and reading those bits particularly. If you want to hear more from Derek, I recommend that too. I'm a big fan of his work. He has some other books. There's a link to that in his website, which I'll put a link in the show notes to. And I come back probably twice a year to the episode he did with Tim Ferriss of The Tim Ferriss Show, where Tim interviewed Derek. I listen to that about twice a year because there's so many lessons in there. And every time I listen to it, I take something new away. And I'm just such a fan of his his philosophy, his way of thinking in a way that is different to mine, but similar to mine in other ways. So it's that nice balance of having some challenge and, and listening to a different perspective, but also having someone go, oh yeah, you're on the right path. You're, you're doing the right thing. You're okay. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to pop over to my website, stephsbusinessbookshelf.com and leave a review. You can leave a review over there now. Thank you to the couple of people who have already done that. You're awesome. And you can also shout me a coffee. So if you are getting value from the podcast, head over to the website, click on the buy me a coffee button, and you can shout a couple of dollars to go towards my book buying and tea buying habits and support the podcast and allow me to keep it advert free. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading.